our final episode of season four and we have saved a really incredible guest for today Sophie who is founder of Mama Made and I'm super excited to talk to you because I'm a little bit of a fan <laughs> <laughs> the feeling's very mutual so I'm really excited Aww. to be here um yeah thanks so much for asking me to come we really wanted to have you on for like two reasons. I feel like Sophie is a fan of you because obviously like you make the most amazing, delicious food and get Romeo to eat all this diverse food. And I'm also and probably the same as Sophie, but also a bit of a fan because I just like I work in startup world and you've developed this amazing company um, and I just want to hear more about it. Oh, thanks, guys. I mean, I love what both of you are doing. Um, and yes, yeah, I'm like fangirling on my side over Instagram, like just seeing what you guys are putting out. So um, I, yeah, it sounds like it's very much a mutual feeling all around. Oh, thank you. How did you like literally take us back to the beginning? How did you start this? So I guess the idea for it came about because um, I had a lot of feelings about how I wanted my daughter to eat. Like, um not just in terms of like health food and, and having good quality food, but also having a good relationship with food. And um, at the same time, I was sort of back to work. I was very overwhelmed and I wasn't really seeing on the shelf any good tools that felt like they could really sort of help me do that. Um, and it was just se seems kind of crazy. I mean, it was 2018. So what, like almost five years ago. Um, it seemed crazy that it was like my options were to rely on like very heavily processed foods or else to cook everything myself. And I've just felt really strongly that parents deserved a better kind of option. Um, so it literally started from my kitchen. I just sort of was like on weekends and after work kind of playing around with different recipes and um, different mixes and literally just like handing it out to people um, and seeing the reaction to it, seeing how parents were like, yeah, I would totally use this. Like, yeah, I need this. I didn't really even realize I needed it, but I need it. Um, and yeah, it sort of took off from there. Um, I mean, you know, it took a lot of hard work to get into the right people's hands and getting people to respond to it. But um, the pandemic kind of gave a nice little push, I would say. Um, and then by May of the pandemic, it was out of my house completely. And, and we were kind of going at it for it um, as like a serious startup literally so impressive that's so cool and so like going back to like you having quite strong views on like how your daughter you wanted your daughter to develop a relationship with food it did that come about for a certain reason like were you always interested in food and health or was that something that since becoming a parent you realized was oh I want to take this more seriously yeah there were sort of like two different things I suppose happening at the same time the first is that like I will say that I as like a child of the 90s have had like a terrible relationship with food um just kind of yeah <laughs> you're both yeah <laughs> you get it um just like arbitrary food rules and like just weird things that I would eat or wouldn't eat and timings and I just felt like I don't want my daughter to be kind of held to that um and I would see and meet people that didn't have these kind of food hang-ups and I was like how do they like live their lives like not obsessed with food um so I yeah I, I really wanted I was sort of to, started to learn a bit more about that and more about as I was sort of healing my own relationship with food understanding kind of how to help my daughter hopefully navigate that world a bit better um and then yeah just personally I suppose in my own kind of journey of becoming more um having more of a normal relationship with food, just becoming very interested in nutrition. Um, and, you know, food as fuel, food as, as health, that sort of thing. Um, so it was definitely sort of two prongs. Um, 
and wanting her to kind of have the very best, not wanting her to have processed foods, um, wanting her to have food as good as homemade, but not really wanting that pressure of having to make everything myself. Um, I guess those were kind of the two big drivers behind wanting to start something like Mama Made. Can I ask if you're raising your children vegan? So not anymore. I was in the beginning because yeah, all of Mama Made meals are vegan. Um, That's but what now, I love about them. <laughs> is Romeo vegan? He's plant based. Yeah, he has you know like um, certain dairy products. He doesn't have meat. He has some fish, but primarily plant based. But I just love that when I have a Mama Made order, I don't need to check anything because I know that they're all plant-based and vegan <laughs> yeah so like for me it was sort of similar like I am we don't really eat meat in our house but we'll eat fish um we don't really eat dairy products but we'll eat eggs and so yeah um wanting to make sure that the food was really the highest possible quality and I didn't really see a world in which you can produce animal-based products at scale ethically and make sure it's really the highest possible quality and and all the things that we would look for when feeding our kids um so yeah, that sort of having plant-rich, veg-based dishes that were also free from things like dairy. Um, and as it happens now, like a whole slew of allergens that make it friendly to other families. Um, so yeah, for my kids, I, I, I wouldn't say we're like a strictly plant-based family, but I'm definitely conscious that like, I don't want my daughter or my son to like turn around one day and be like, you knew how they were like farming eggs and you didn't tell us mm. <laughs> or like you yeah. still let us eat it. So trying to get a bit of like future proofing in there as well. I know. I love that. I, re I really wish my mom had raised me more plant-based because it was very like meat to veg kind of meals. And this, that's not me like shaming them. I just wish that I'd had that diversity growing up because I just, again, had a terrible relationship with food and all I kind of knew was a protein was meat. Yeah. I think it's so common though, like even now, like it's still so common um, where people, yeah, feel like they need to have that, that meat and two veg and, and mm -hmm. are kind of scared to not have that plant, uh, that animal protein in a meal. Do you think there was any like difference between raising children here in the UK and like their, the food availability versus like the States? It's an interesting question. I think in some ways we have it a lot better here. I actually, I actually prefer living here for a lot of reasons. I mean, a lot of reasons, but like food wise, I think the quality of food here as a baseline standard is just so much higher than what we have in the States. Like, yeah, it's crazy. When we, when I started a food business as well, like learning about all the regulations behind food and then you go to the States and like, they don't have half of these regulations or like the labeling laws, like don't exist the same way they do here. And, um, no, I, I think in terms of like actually being able to have confidence in what your children are eating. So like I know I was saying I didn't want the processed foods. I didn't want the pouches, but like I would take the UK produced pouches any day over the US based pouches yeah. um, because at least it is what you see more or less is what you get. Totally. We always talk about that, that America has more like options. Like there's more diversity on the shelves and you can try different things and more brands, but like quality here is higher and a lot more local like locally sourced um foods and veg and even like farms and stuff like that where like you just don't get that you don't know where your food's coming from in america yeah i remember like once i went out with my mom here and she like completely freaked out over the color of like an egg and i was like that's a clarence court egg like that's a really good <laughs> egg and she was like but it's bright orange <laughs> it's like i think that's like normal like yeah. <laughs> 
when I first moved here and I like found a feather in my egg carton, I like freaked out because I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? Like, like literally like an animal feather. And then my partner was like, no, it's fresh. Like, yeah, that's good. And like, it took me a really long time to switch my mentality on that because like at first it like made me cringe because I'm used to like white sterilized eggs in America that have to go in the fridge. And then here they're just like brown eggs that you can leave on the countertop (laughs) that may or may not have a feather in the carton. Um, is just different but no that's really interesting that like you you trust the food quality here more and that was another kind of like probably like motivation in terms of like quality wise to to create what you have definitely yeah absolutely so did you do you always love cooking like how where the recipe inspiration come from like obviously your kids were great taste testers but how did that come about I mean I've always loved food um like I've always loved cooking and experimenting. It's always been like an outlet for me. And I think that was part of it. Like when I was introducing solids to my daughter and wanting to kind of have some level of creativity in the recipes and wanting her also to explore like different flavors. Like my husband and I have traveled a lot. We've traveled a lot with our kids and wanting them to kind of experience a whole range of, of like herbs and spices and, um, but just not wanting to necessarily do it all myself. So um, that was a real kind of motivation as well, like wanting to have mixes that do have garlic and do have spices, which now actually, funny enough, like isn't that unusual, but um, the baby food market in 2018, there were like no spices in anything. Now we've got a bit more option. Um, but yeah, there was it was literally just like have the kale, pear and peas. But I was like, where's the garlic? Where's the, you know, yeah, the basil? The where's the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was super passionate about that one, Waning Romeo. It was like actually adding in flavors quite early on. So things like cinnamon and ginger and paprika and like all these different spices. I just thought it was so important because I was like, I don't want to sit there and eat like plain veg. I want him to get his, you know, senses going and, you know, introduce him to these new foods early. And I think it really helped. Yeah, no, I think it's like something that so many people don't realize you can do or like you should do. Um, and so we definitely get questions going, oh, are you sure this is suitable for six months? It's like, yes, <laughs> yeah. it is. <laughs> they can. How, old, how old is your, your daughter now? She's five. So. How has her palate, like, what are her eating habits now? Because obviously she grew up on mom made being exposed to loads of flavors and different foods. But now she's kind of at the age where we she can like tell you what she wants and what she likes and what she doesn't. Are you surprised by any of her food habit? Um, let's see. She's she cracks me up because she's a real foodie, which like she comes by really honesty. Like she told me today, she was like, "Oh, I didn't want to sit next to him." She like named the boy because he's too chatty during lunch, and I can't eat my lunch because <laughs> he's chats too much. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Oh my god, I was like, "Oh my god." That is okay. Um, But listen, like when it comes to eating, like she will, it's like she loves certain things that I guess are maybe less usual for a five-year-old. Like she loves tofu, but she still gets a bit funny around certain things. Like she still would choose like plain pasta, pizza, basically any day over over a mama made. She'll eat the new toddler mama made veg um, pasta that we have, but pretty much anything else she'd be like, no mama made. Okay, she has aged out a little bit. Um, so, <laughs> so it is funny to see that, like, kind of no matter how hard you try or how good your intentions are, like, at the end of the day, I think five-year-olds will still, you know, they're still going to choose the, the, the chips and the pizza. So 
So yeah, she's yeah. Really like she's a gourmand. She loves her food. Um, <laughs> she's like passionate about food, which is really cute. She loves to cook. Aww. She loves to come in the kitchen. Um, but it is like it is nice to see a kind of like a no- sort of a normal-ish relationship with food. I would say that I didn't necessarily have where like you can see mm-hmm. she's just like doesn't eat if she's not hungry <laughs> like she stops when she's full like she eats what she wants she's not, she's confident to say what she does and doesn't want um and yeah I just hope to keep sort of nurturing that um even when school I think you know the certain pressures are seeing how other people eat might affect her decisions but for now she seems to have a good <laughs> kind of relationship with the whole meal time yeah it sounds like you've given her a really good foundation Hopefully. I mean, she's in a house of people who love to eat, so yeah. <laughs> she sort of has no other option. And you said she likes to cook. Like, will she make dinner with you? Do you think that's, like, helpful into building her relationship with food? I definitely think it's, like, one of my favorite things to recommend to people when they have, like, fussy mm-hmm. eaters. I don't know how you found it, Sophie, but, like, I love having them in the kitchen, even just, like, mixing something. Like, she – and I've also gotten her confident around things like knives and heat, like, from a young age. So, like, you know, obviously with supervision, but – getting her to kind of stir things on the stove or add things into a pot. Um, it's fun for them. And like then when they see kind of what's gone into something, they're more likely to actually eat it, which is also a nice bonus um, or at least try it, even if they don't eat it all up. Um, yeah, I completely agree. I swear, like I could pull anything out of the oven and like have him look <laughs> at it and he'll like want it. He won't always like it, but like it's just that like involvement of seeing something and been like, you know, curious and wanting to try yeah, it's and it's fun as well. It's so cute, like to see them get involved. I know. And I know. There's nothing more satisfying than your kid eating something nutritious. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also really nice. Like I have such distinct memories, like cooking with my mom. Like so, my mom's a chef, and yeah. everything that you guys have mentioned. Like I feel really blessed because I did experience as a kid. Like my mom was mm-hmm. giving me like gourmet homemade food, like having garlic at like. To, like literally not actually but you know what I mean like I I was really 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 fortunate growing up and like kind of like the palette that I had like birthday dinners when I was like five mom would be like what do you want and I'd be like can I have um carrots and black bean sauce and can I have shrimp scampi and then can I have sushi and my mom would be like we created a monster what are we doing here <laughs> um, but like I have such distinct memories of cooking with my mom and like sharing recipes as something that like as we've gotten older is still something that's such a bond for us. And my brother as well, like we all share recipes. Um, We're constantly buying each other cookbooks. Like it's, it's like a love language of our family. And like, I think it's so special and it's, it's just so much more than just the food. It's like a real cultural bond and family thing. That's so nice. It's so nice that you've all sort of gotten that, as you say, it's like that love language is that way to communicate. And that's something that like, especially when we talk about weaning and and talking to other families, I always say like, you know, try to make it as social an experience as possible because like when we, like when you kind of distill introducing solids to just introducing solids, it can become sort of like sterile or sort of like, oh, let me just get this baby to eat this. But it's so much easier to get a child to eat something different if everyone around the table is also eating that thing and um yeah food is cultural and it's social and it's I mean unless you're Liba and you don't want to talk to anybody while you're eating but for most people (laughs) no that's literally when she has her breakfast she's like you cannot I love that 
how did um you you know so you decided you wanted to turn mum made into a business like where did you start with that like how did you get your name out there um I think social media has just been so helpful for Mama Made. Like I started, I was just posting on Instagram. I was just connecting with people. And then when I actually had like a product to sell or I had like a website to bring people to, it was like just saying like, can I send you some to try? Can, would you like, and not even necessarily asking to post for us, just saying like, can, would you try it? And that was just incredible to see the kind of parents, well-known parents, um, mm-hmm just love the product and want to post about it um and having that kind of social element as well where people are then sending it off to their friends or sharing it with their friends so I mean yeah there would be no mama made without Instagram um that's for sure um and really because not just because of like Instagram as Instagram but just the way it allows you to create these relationships with people um that you wouldn't otherwise yeah interact with um and really using it for that kind of social part of it um yeah I would say that's like building up that audience was was yeah the best way that we did that was that quite a scary moment being like okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna invest my time I'm sure money as well and just like you know you were a a young mom like just being like this is I'm gonna turn this into a business was that something that you like went back and forth with for a bit or you were just like I need to create this this needs to exist in the world and you were just actually so passionate that it never kind of you never faltered um no it definitely faltered even like you know <laughs> now a few years later having bumps the road I'm like oh my gosh um more risk but I think at the time like I had just had this baby which at I don't know how you experienced Sophie but like for me it was like the most powerful thing empowering thing I'd ever done was having a baby yeah. and so anything else was sort of like second rate to that already like I was already like oh, I've done like the hardest thing that I could possibly do like even just physically like getting through yeah. labor was like very empowering um so there was probably that and I was in a job that I liked but I didn't like love it and it was more like if I can dedicate my time to something that I'm really like I guess being away from my daughter it was like how do I want to be spending my time and it wasn't necessarily like in front of a desk at a job that I like didn't love um Mm. and I just felt like if I'm going to be away from her during the day I'd rather it be trying to build something that I do feel passionate about um which made it easier then to take on the risk of doing it I did mama made was a a side hustle for like over a year um so I did stay at my job for like quite a long time um and then by the time I actually went full-time on mama made there was sort of like enough of a business going that I, I kind of had the confidence to do that as well um so yeah, I would say actually like now sometimes feels scarier when it's like we're taking on more and more risk and it, it does feel like, okay, <laughs> like either we live a big gaping hole in the ground of Mama Made or we build something really big. Um, but hopefully it will have been worth it. 100%. Um, I often say to Barry that I actually felt like an absolute superwoman. Like, after I gave birth. <laughs> like I actually felt like I should walk down the street and people should like bow down to me because I was no, like, they I'm should. Birth this baby. <laughs> But I also feel like for me, like I've I've not had children. I feel more empowered as a woman having friends go through this and share their stories. And just like, I just feel like we're capable of so much. We deserve so much more in life. And I've taken on this like role as like a non-parent activist. I feel like you're such a good spokesperson. (laughs) I feel like a real activist for moms, but I'm not a mom. I love it. 
yeah no <laughs> I agree um how I'd like this is a, a difficult question to answer but like how do you manage being this like boss businesswoman whilst being a mum as well like I only now probably Romeo 17 months have started to find that work mum life balance but I I find it really really hard like how do you manage it um I think it is really hard I don't know if I've found balance but I've like found a sort of rhythm to my life um mm-hmm. and to be honest like it's because I have the most amazing nanny I'm not even gonna pretend like she oh, I literally that. I love that you just said that <laughs> um God, I yeah that. I could not live my life without her um in fact we were like going through our like monthly budget and Ian was like is there no way we can live without her and I was just like there is literally no way like if you want me my to husband like crumble literally said that to me the other night he was like do we really need our nanny I was like yes <laughs> <laughs> I was like I would literally choose her over you like if that if it came down to it like I (laughs) love her it's just so amazing because I don't have like I don't have grandparents nearby like as in like my kids I mean I do but they wouldn't like commit to like the way that my nanny is working um and just to find someone that literally like loves my kids that my kids love that I love who's it's just it just works and it's a huge investment obviously that's why my husband's always like do we really um <laughs> it's a huge investment but I see it as an investment um because I wouldn't be able to focus on mama May without it um even today I worked from home and I was sort of like doing both at the same time and I just wouldn't have been able to do that without her um and the days that I do have long days like if I am in the office or then out knowing that she's at home and then picks up my daughter and then makes lunch and then dinner and then does some washing up and it's such a privilege to have her so I'm I'm like fully aware of that um but we put everything into having her as well um but yeah I literally and my husband's amazing as well so it's it's really a team a team effort I cannot say that I'm like I think there are women who work way harder than me that have even less help um but yeah I think just when you have your own business like there's so much mental bandwidth that it takes um that I need to have that part sort of taken care of in order to do this a hundred percent and I feel like I often say to my friends as well like it's very rare that you know you see business women on Instagram who don't have a nanny like it's actually impossible like no one can work and be a mum you have to have your kids taken care of you can't physically sit at a laptop doing work when you've got toddlers running around so anyone pretending that they're doing that Maybe some people are some some of the time, but I'm sorry, I don't believe that they're doing it without any help at all. No, exactly. It's like even if you do have like a grandparent who's over for a few hours, like we should be we should be more open, I think, about what our child care yeah. setups are because it's it's so crucial. Like we can't be doing this without them. Um, so yeah, I'm <laughs> I love her. I feel very grateful for her. Like could not do this without her. I know. And I, I think- love that. A lot of moms, and I don't know, but I can I can guess that a lot of moms would feel this way, that there, there might be, like, a bit of guilt, like, not spending so much time with your children having a nanny. But, like, I will just say I had a mom who was an entrepreneur who owned her own food business. I had nannies, and I never once ever, like, looked at my childhood and be like, oh, I wish mom was around more. Because every time there was, like, a big moment or I needed her, she was always there and always put me first. But, like, yeah, she wasn't home when I got home from school. And I did have nines, but like I saw my mom as like this like entrepreneur, the breadwinner of our family, like the one who she was just like so cool. And like to this day, like I just like I think she's instilled that like hard work ethic in me. And like 
I just don't want anyone ever to feel guilty because like you're doing I think you're doing so well at showing your kids that you are capable and then showing up for them when they need it and like allowing yourself that time for you as well does that make sense I don't know if that comes out right yeah no I think that's like a really it's first of all it's also nice to like meet a child who's a product of like a similar setup and see that you're very well adjusted and happy and still love your parents so that's great oh my god yeah (laughs) I I like actually have so much respect for my parents like both my parents worked full-time um we had a live-in nanny and like yeah there were times that like I didn't have parents come to like or I, I didn't have my permission slip signed or like everyone had food for the food drive and like I didn't have it that day because like I didn't tell my mommy needed it like there was a lot of like miscommunications growing up but like never once did I ever say that like I missed out on anything because mom was always there when I needed her and she was also just like I think like less stress because of it like she got to go to work she did her thing she came home and she gave me her undivided attention and that like worked for us that's so nice to hear. I like because I say that a lot. I'm like I wouldn't be able to parent the way I do if I was home with my kids all day. I, I mean, that's just me. No, yeah, I completely agree. And like anyone who is literally full time mum, I'm like, well done you because I I can't do that. Like I need other purpose because I need to feel like I'm achieving something and being the best version of me so that I can come home and be in a really great mood and like thrive being a mum at the same time like so I completely am on your page Sophie but that like literally like I said if any mums are doing it full time I'm like the fact that you're sane is like well done you (laughs) yeah no literally I'm just exactly bow down to you because it's so tough to to stay patient and to stay present um yeah well done So how is the company doing? Like you guys are growing, like what you just came out with this new toddler range. Like where do you see the future of Mama Mater? Like what what are you trying to build? Yeah, we're trying to build the, we're on the way to building the go-to brand for child and infant nutrition. Um, But with that, we're really focusing as well on parent support. So creating products that parents can feel really good about offering their kids, but that are sort of best in class when it comes to um, yeah, nutrition and health. Um, and so we, we're focusing mostly on baby and toddler meals for now, but going into things like gut health supplements, vitamin D, um, snacks, and then hopefully an on-the-go range, but these are all sort of <laughs> in the pipeline, um, things that are going to come. So um, yeah, I think it's just been incredible to kind of interact with our community the way that we have to, to build a direct-to-consumer brand in the beginning and get to really know your customer and understand why they want you and how they're using you um, and to keep improving. Like, we have so much improvement to do across the range. So, um, yeah, we just want to just keep getting better and better and, and build bigger and bigger. But I will say in today's climate, it will probably be a bit slower than we initially were seeing. But, um, we're, yeah, we're getting there, just slow and steady. I, I feel like, though, in a way, like your category is semi-resilient because I feel like people don't want to sacrifice. And I know this is going to be the craziest tangent. Just bear with me. I feed my dog like very expensive food and dog dog tends or pets tend to be like a resilient category in recession because like you're not going to like decrease the quality of their food. Um, 
because you love them and you take care of them. I feel like kids and babies are the same. Like you're not going to reduce the quality of the food that you're giving your kid. Yeah, no, that's like a very classic thing that like pet is probably like the most recession proof and pack people like spend more on their pets during a recession. Um, And then baby is probably that next category down where like people will probably adjust their spending, but they won't stop spending. Um, So we are, yeah, we're, we're feeling like confident, obviously that we'll still have a market even with this tougher climate. Um, But yeah, we're, we're not a pet food brand, which is probably about to have a great, you know, two years. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I literally have friends though who, you know, they do shop on a budget that I've introduced them to Mama Made, and oh. they honestly like absolutely love it. And one of my friends, her little girl, was pretty fussy, um, but Mama Made really helped with um, introducing her to new foods as well. I'm so pleased to hear that. Yeah, yeah. we're we're trying. I mean, we're still pretty competitive with that. I mean, we're not like. We're premium. We're not ultra premium. We're we're still sort of mm-hmm. within the range of of normal compared to what's on the shelf. So that's been just something that we're we're going to keep sticking to, um, as we grow. Yeah, for sure. And what are kind of like those like amazing like testimonials like Sophie just said? Um, like, what is the feedback you're hearing from people? Like, what are the the things that are just like, oh, this is why we do it? My all time favorite ever that we got was um, a customer wrote in and said that we literally saved her marriage because we allowed the like that she was no longer the only person responsible for meals and because they both had demanding jobs and they were both working around the clock but you know as a mother often that kind of mental load still falls on you so um, hearing that you know that you can really share that you, you feel like you can just either one of you can go into the freezer and make an equally good meal um, that just made me smile so much. Um, we've gotten a few other ones like that in the years. Um, and just hearing that kind of, I felt more confident going back to work. That's definitely an impact that we're seeing time and time again, um, having that kind of stress. Because yeah, going back to work when you're all of a sudden busier, you maybe have less time. Um, being able to kind of accompany parents, mostly women, as they do that. Um, yeah, it just feels incredible because I know what it felt like to go back to work and I felt like I was the only one who was like taking a shortened maternity leave and um so now it's sort of within the mama made community we're definitely seeing more of a trend of kind of people taking somewhat shorter maternity leaves and and working more yeah yeah definitely I remember when I started like doing things on the weekend again where like I'd leave Romeo like he was breastfeeding less and I would always just say to Ash don't worry like I've left you mama made meals so you don't have to prepare anything the like internal like marketer in me is just like thinking like those are the most amazing UGC stories like the best hooks like get that on a quote put it on a social ad like that is that's so strong because it's a weird thing where you're not just marketing to your you're like your target you're making food for kids but you're marketing to the parents and so it's like using a different psychology of like getting them interested not just like selling the food but you're selling like what this enables you to do by using the food does that make sense yeah yeah no we say it all the time like we have two customers like we have the customer that's Mm -hmm. like actually buying it which is why we're like a digital first brand and and we have to be speaking to them but ultimately the food has to be good enough that the baby wants to eat it and wants more um and so the parent will buy again um so yeah that that's like 100 percent um, and we're, we are trying to like more and more use that kind of language that our customers are using mm-hmm. in order to help market and explain why they should want to buy the product. Yeah, 
I swear, like, Romeo knows if it's, like, me that's made it or Mama made because he literally wolfed down your courgette and lentil bolognese. And I swear <laughs> to you, if I had made that myself, he'd be like, no. <laughs> I mean, Lebo has told me, like, point blank, she doesn't like tomato sauce, but she'll eat our seven veg penne, which is literally, yeah, like, tomato sauce. So... <laughs> Never. you're doing something right because you're getting inside the kids head and making them want to eat it so. <laughs> amazing well thank you so much for sharing um I mean even just like the relationship with food and your kids like knowing that and like that being a passion behind the brand as well like that's something I'm so passionate about as well and just making food fun like just not putting the pressure on kids like giving them variety offering them different kinds of foods like just you know making it a really like you said in the beginning kind of social and fun experience for them I like absolutely love that yeah no I mean I think that's why I love like your page as well just seeing how you kind of approach motherhood and the balance and and seeing how you're juggling kind of all your different worlds um of Sophie it's it's just really inspiring to see and, and definitely like so nice to know that we're having a very small part in kind of helping empower you to do that so, thank, thank you for having you. me and, on yeah no likewise I like I honestly you inspire me and I think you're incredible like balancing being like I said a boss businesswoman and an incredible mom of two kids oh, well, thank you <laughs> <laughs> if people want to learn more about mama made where where can they do that um they can find us on instagram we're at hello mama made um and our website is mamamadefood.com um and yeah just connect with us there and we would be nice to chat yeah definitely we'll link all of that in the show notes and we'll link if you don't mind sophie your personal instagram page as well because again you just share so much about balancing working and mum life as well which i always love to see okay thank you <laughs> perfect amazing well thank you so much and we will chat to everyone soon thank you Bye. thanks guys